everybody. It's Michelle on the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. I want to talk really briefly today. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it, but I want to talk about some of the um, beliefs that you might have and how it drives your behavior. So I'm going to give you three different examples. Now, these examples are generally related to children or the education field because that's where my background is and that's where I have more knowledge and insight and awareness. Um, but it can happen or, or relate to anything, okay? So first of all, let me back up. So the programs, so we call beliefs programs, um, that you have downloaded in your subconscious brain drive your behavior, okay? Um, There's tons of podcast episodes I've done on this in the past. I'm not going to belabor that, but please be aware this isn't um, just something that Michelle made up. This is all based on science, okay? So when you are seeing a behavior in yourself or even in somebody else, um, the behavior, it's funny because the belief drives the behavior, but then you see the behavior and it drives more of the belief. Okay. So let me, let me share these examples. So the first one is, um, let's say you believe that a child is broken in some way, right? So this child, for some reason, has had something happen to them and they're broken, right? So the natural next thing is that if they're broken, you need to do what? You need to fix them, right? So typically what happens is when parents see um, a lack or limitation in a child and they come from this um, thinking of, oh, it's my job to make sure that they are fixed, right? Or maybe a teacher sees that a child is broken and it's my job to fix them. They're coming at it from a helper motivation and the belief that the child is broken, okay? They become a little bit more authoritative in their behavior, Okay, so they're a little bit more teach, tell, boss, right? Sharing information. Uh, They might pull out some punishment. Um, They're a little bit more harsh. And typically what happens in this kind of dynamic with an adult and a child is that the child becomes what I call disempowered, right? Because or they either fight for more of their rights or they kind of give up, okay? And so... When a child believes that, all of a sudden, at some point, this child will start to believe that they are broken and that they need somebody else's outside help to fix them. Okay, I see it time and time and time again. There's tons of data and research that actually shows this. One great example, there was a study done um, and it talked about creativity and it said, um, basically that, that children who were zero to five years old, and I don't know exactly how they did this, but they said that they rated them on creativity and children before school entry rated themselves, uh, eight to a nine out of 10 on a creative scale. And by the time that they were seven, only 30% of children were saying they were creative anymore. And if you do some backtracking and you figure out the the education system as it's currently organized doesn't allow for a ton of creativity, right? Because they see children as being now, you know, you could look at the term broken or you could look at the term as these children need to be filled up, right? And so it's a teacher's job to make sure that these children learn this information in this way, right? That is how a curriculum is set up. 
So we need to fix them. So we become a little bit more authoritative, maybe not in our behavior, but maybe in the way that we organize our day um, or how we teach, right? So it disempowers children and the data shows that. Okay. Does that make sense? All right. Now let me tell you uh, another example. So let's say you don't have enough money, right? So if you think I don't have enough money, um, what do you need to do? Well, somehow you need to get some, right? So typically in, uh, let's say the education system, if we don't have money, we're going to do what, what I call storm the gates. We're going to release all of our, um, our efforts to advocate to get more money. Now I'm not saying that educators don't deserve more money or they shouldn't do these things. However, sometimes there is, when you do it this way, there's resistance from people who have money because they see you as basically storming the gates, right? Um, demanding something when in reality, that's not how the world works. Okay. Does that make sense? Okay. So if you feel like you don't have respect as a person, what typically happens is you try to demand it, right? I had a person in my life who um, typically in this sort of a relationship, um, there would be respect. Um, and he basically pulled me aside one day and was demanding respect of me and saying, um, because of this relationship, you should respect me. And everything in me was like, there's not one single iota of anything that would ever tell me in my whole life to respect you. Now, as a person, I respect you. I don't respect you because of this relationship, okay? But he demanded it, all right? And when you do that, there's anger, there's hurt, there's bitterness, there's resentment, right? And do you actually get the respect that you're demanding? No, you don't, right? Okay, so let me tell you how in these instances you can change your thinking just the tiniest bit. Okay, so for example, instead of looking at children as being broken, if you change your perspective and say these children are growing, right, all of a sudden you begin to notice them growing, right? So instead of seeing the lack or the limitation or where they're not meeting the mark, you see where they're growing and you out of that, you want to empower them more, right? So instead of looking at your child and saying, oh man, they screwed up on this chore again, you can look at them and say, oh wow, what did they learn since the last time they did this and how can I help them grow even more, right? Now the eventual result is that children will grow even more, okay? Which is ultimately what you want for them, right? So if you see that children are broken, you want them to grow, Okay, so that's still your motivation, but if they're broken and you have to fix them, then you come in with your authority. If you see them as growing already, it's your job just to empower them more. Does that make sense? So you'll ultimately get the result that you're looking for when you change your thinking about the situation. Okay, what I'm trying to focus on here is do you want the problem or do you want the solution? Okay, because many people, they're getting more and more and more of the problem, and they're kind of looking at the whole situation, and they're blaming and shaming everybody around, when if they really sat down and thought about what is my belief regarding this, and how can I change my belief, they might see something different. Okay, 
So what about the money thing? Okay. What if instead of saying we don't have money, you said, you know what, what can we do to get more money? Okay. When you ask that question, it's naturally more creative, right? So you're going to create different solutions. Um, You're going to see different choices and eventually you're going to attract more money to you. Okay. So instead of saying, I'm never going to have that money or I don't have enough, let me go, you know, fight for it. This is a different way of thinking that money actually will come to you. Okay. Let's say, um, you, you know, I, we're not, I'm not respected, right? Well, what if you ask the question, who do I need to be as a person so that others will respect me? Okay. So see the, the focus in the first one is on other people aren't doing something. When you're asking this second question, it's more about, oh, what do I need to do to be respected by others? Okay. It's going to help you examine yourself. You know, that self-reflective piece is huge. And it's going to help you become a better person in general. And if you follow this line of logic, and this is true in my own life, you're going to get to the point where you don't need other people's respect, but you have it anyway. See how that works? So little shifts in your thinking can cause huge changes. And so I I just put this out to you that if you're not seeing the results that you want to see in your life, trace back your thinking. What do you think is causing that limiting belief in you? And how can you change the question? All right. So if you would like any help with this, please let me know. Um, This is an area that I've uh, been using in my own life for many years, and I'd love to help you out with that as well. All right. So really your homework this week is just to start to notice what are you focusing on? What are the big areas in your life that you might want to make a change? Um, And you're, you're not quite sure because you keep trying and trying and trying, but you keep getting the same um, and then more of the same. Okay. Awesome. I hope this was helpful. I hope it uh, got you thinking a little bit and that it's going to apply in your life. So with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day and we'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.